0: Jeff And good morning, everybody.
1: We've got a very busy day, so let's get right at it. This is Political Coffee, the show where I do my best to give you ammunition, to use a Second Amendment phrase, that you can use to have persuasive conversations with the persuadable. Right now I'm watching on Fox Business uh, Ukrainian President Zelensky uh, on the big screen with Nancy Pelosi on the podium uh, addressing You know, this is a joint session of Congress not uh, in the chambers of the House, but rather it looks like in some theater. Uh, it is Capitol Hill, doesn't say where exactly. Anyway, he got a standing ovation. Uh, we'll see what comes out of all of this as the people in Ukraine continue to fight for their very existence. We have two interviews today, and in a couple of minutes or three minutes, we'll be talking first with Lindsay Bershauer. She's a friend of mine. She is a relatively new Yamhill County commissioner. She is facing a recall election. Those ballots are out right now. And it is very important that for those of you who are listening to my voice in Yamhill County, you must vote no on this recall. And I'll tell you why. You know what her great sin is? Denying light rail coming into Yamhill County. That only costs $250 million per mile to build. Ludicrous, ridiculous. Ridiculous. That's her sin. That's why they're trying to recall her. We'll let her talk about that. And then at 630, Beth Jones, uh, army wife, mom, put herself through law school, now fights for you, fights for cops, fights for parents who are facing massive fines, firing, because they wouldn't accept Kate Brown's dictatorial, tyrannical, unconstitutional mandates. I'm going to talk with her about why she's running for my old seat in the Oregon legislature. All of that today as we go along. Some honorable mentions. Uh, great piece in the uh, Oregon Catalyst today by Rachel Dawson of Cascade Policy Institute. You know how natural gas seems to work when the power goes out? Yeah, three cities in Oregon want to ban or restrict natural gas in buildings. Eugene, Milwaukee, and Salem. Stunning piece, you should read it. I'll have it on the show plan today. And then of course, Oregon's hidden sales tax, the cat tax, claims another victim along with violence. The jewelry store in downtown Portland and, of course, Bymart, the reason they closed their um, their pharmacies. All documented for you to see, Uh, by the way, did you see that the U.S. Senate passed Rand Paul's resolution to ban travel mask mandates? Well, Breitbart's got a story about how British Airways and Virgin Atlantic remove the mask mandates on flights. What's Joe Biden doing? Yeah, still saying you, you got to wear them. Utterly insane. Gateway Pundit, by the way, has got an interesting story about the world's number two ranked golfer, an Olympic gold medalist, Nelly Korda. Diagnosed with blood clots Now why would that be? Might be because of those vaccines she took I suppose so By the way The CDC Good morning Good morning Lindsay Great to have you Let me finish this thought Um, CDC is pushing now that senior citizens People about my age Need to get that fourth shot So more of us and suffer the wonderful side effects of these uh, vaccines. Lindsay Bershauer joins us. She is facing a recall in Yamhill County. If you're a Yamhill County resident, I want to urge you to vote no on the recall because the ballots uh, are out there. And you can see her website. It's lindsay4yamhillcounty.com. And Lindsay is spelled L-I-N-D-S-A-Y lindsay for Yamhill county all one word dot com and you can learn the truth about the recall so tell me lindsay why on earth are they trying to recall you
2: well thanks jeff for having me on this morning um it basically comes down to a wave of conservatives that were elected in yam county in really back in 2019 and then a few in 2020 and 21 um Myself, I was elected in the primary of May of 2020. And then, as you know, uh, we have a conservative majority on the Newburgh School Board. And so those folks were elected over the course of.
1: Uh oh. It sounds like. Uh, sounds like we just lost Lindsay. Phil, if you can call her back. Uh, try to get her back on the line because it looks like we've lost her. We'll uh, we'll hear back from uh, Lindsay. Are you back with us? Lindsay, speak up when you're back with us. Um, so she's going to explain why she's being recalled, folks, and what you can do about it. Here's what I'm going to advise you, if you know anybody in Yamhill County who's a registered voter, shoot them an email, send them a text message, ask them to vote no on this recall against Lindsay Bershauer. Because, yeah. Lindsay, are you back?
2: I'm back. I'm not sure what's going on there, but.
1: (laughs) All right. right. So, so quickly again, just why are you being recalled? What, what was your great sin that created this problem?
2: Yeah. So as I was describing, we've had some uh, very strong a conservative conservatives elected in Yamhill County over the past few years, and we came in with um, a plan. And my plan, in particular, was to protect the property rights of our farmers, namely because of a trail, a Portland-style bike path trail that was slated to come into our county uh, and run from basically from Gaston all the way down to McMinnville. And the problem with this Portland-style
1: Oh, it looks like we lost her again. Um, darn it. Let me um, send her a text and uh, we will uh, ask for a landline. Are you back, Lindsay?
2: I'm back. It must not be our destiny to talk this morning.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so, do you, do you have a landline?
2: uh i don't have a landline here <laughs>
1: okay all right okay well we'll we'll just continue then all right so so we're running out of time so so you you opposed this bike walking path but part of that is because you believe that that literally is going to lead that that would lead to light rail coming into Yamhill county
2: yes absolutely that was on the county's application for the grants was that the future use is for light rail and they told absolutely no one about that and so Uh, i think if the conversation had um, been truthful it would have been very different but now we have special interest groups who wanted the bike path and want the light rail uh, coming after me and attacking me for withdrawing the the land use application for that Uh, we have a three-person board so i can't do anything myself Uh, i have another commissioner who um, i have to vote with in order to make these decisions and so uh, back in February of last year, Commissioner Starrett and I voted to withdraw the application. And we did so because the county had already wasted millions of dollars on these grants for a trail project that they had no legal land use authority to build. And so what we're seeing now with the recall is it's a kind of a two-part group. Um, it-
1: Well, we lost her again, so uh, she'll call back or will call back, one of the two. Um, what she also is not yet sharing with you is that, uh, and by the way, go to her website. It's lindsay 4 Lindsay is spelled L-I-N-D-S-A-Y. L-I-N-D-S-A-Y. Lindsay, you're back with us. I just gave out your website, lindsay dot the farmers and the people that you voted with protecting their private property rights have won every time this has been challenged in court or the Land Use Board of Appeals, correct?
2: Yes, they won five times uh, on appeal through Luba. And uh, the, the county's arguments with Luba were so egregious that uh, they they ordered the county to pay the farmers their attorney fees um for a sum of about forty five thousand dollars, because the counties they were pushing this so recklessly, so uh, the farmers actually did receive the, their attorney fees back from the county. That's how that's how messed up this
3: whole project was.
1: And <laughs> we dropped her again. Um, Mo writes an email saying that darn progressive Yamhill is at it again. Well, true to a to a point, but. I will tell you that the world is changing in Yamhill County. Yeah, it may be where all the liberal wine people are, and it may be the new bedroom community for the liberals out of Portland, but things are changing there, and it started with the school board election, and it's got to continue with rejecting this recall petition if you know anybody in Yamhill County that is voting. Urge them to vote no. Lindsay, we got about two minutes left hopefully we can get through this interview
2: (laughs) yes so the the election is march 22nd so it's right during spring break if you have kids uh literally a week away um and
1: And ballots are out out now are are ballots out right now
2: ballots are out right now uh we're having issues with ballots being returned uh if if you stick them in the mail they're being returned to sender uh we're not quite sure why we're trying to get to the bottom of that but our Our illustrious vote by mail isn't uh, working so well this time. So we are urging people to use a Dropbox. It's the safest, cheapest way to get it there um, with Shorty, And um, we are working hard up until the last day. We have rallies planned in Newburgh on Friday and (sighs) McBinville.
1: Hopefully uh, she'll call back here and we can get the last one. A Friday in uh, Newburg, folks. If you're anywhere around Newburg, go to her website again, Lindsay, for Yamhill County. Make contact and go attend one of these rallies. Lindsay, you're back uh, just quickly. McMinnville rally is when?
2: McMinnville rally is Monday the twenty-first, right before the election, uh, from four to six at the where? Wilco.
0: At, at the Wilco. Wilco. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Newburg Newburgh
2: is where, where, this Friday, four to six at in front of Fred Meyer.
1: In front of Fred Meyer, Newburgh mm-hmm. four to six this Friday. Lindsay, we wish you the best. We're praying for you and believing that you know you have stood firm for liberty and our constitutional rights. And uh, we pray that the voters of Yamhill County will figure that out and reject this recall. Good Thank luck, dear. So you. much. Thank you. All right, you. Lindsay Bershauer, Lindsay for YamhillCounty.com. Check it out, folks. The truth is there. And you can contact her and you can help her fight the left. It's 620. Back in a moment.
0: Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp.
1: 22 minutes past the top of the hour. 503-589-1220 is your power. Is the power of Buick GMC talk line. If you want to call about um, all the things going on here, we will talk with Beth Jones here at the bottom of the hour, she is a army wife, a mother. She's a gal who put herself through law school. She fights in the court for constitutional rights. She is very pro life. I want you to know that. In fact, Anna sent me an email about that. If you want to send me an email, I'll do my best to read it on the air. It's jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Anna writes, Jeff, I wanted to ask that you point out to your audience that Beth Jones is very pro-life. If needed, let people know that whether or not she has the Oregon Right to Life endorsement, which I am finding is more political than just showing if a candidate is pro-life. I agree. And I am a little surprised at Oregon Right to Life simply because I, mean, I know those people well. I always got endorsements from them because I'm 100% pro-life also, but I, I often they will endorse both candidates that are pro-life. And I'm really surprised that they have not done so here. Uh, and, and we'll talk with um, the, uh, the gentleman who's running also in this primary race uh, for uh, my old house district. We'll talk with him on Monday Uh, And and he has been given the Oregon Right to Life endorsement. Let's go to the phones. We'll go to uh, Gail. Uh, Gail, good morning.
4: Good morning, Jeff. Wow. This truly is a battle between good and evil.
1: It is. Um, It is.
4: I said I would update you on Oregon Right to Life, and that was Friday. And I tried to call and left a message with Lois Anderson. Granted, it was yesterday that I called but I have not received an answer. I also have a friend who is very upset They're my Rick's our age and they've been supporting Right to Life for many, many years and he was very very disturbed to know that they might be trying to choose our candidate and picking when both are Right to Life. 100% Right to Life, Beth is. Um, and so we haven't heard back from Oregon Right to Life, and we're waiting for that. Um, I was yeah, wondering if that change came when Dale Atterbury left and Lois Anderson came in. Anyway, thank you, Jeff.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I have to tell you that I, I am surprised, uh, because this is not normally how... Um, how Oregon right to life does this Uh, and I mean you know Beth from everything that she has shared with me previously went through their entire endorsement process and I think you've articulated that also previously on the show and and you know she is a hundred percent pro-life and has so I I am just surprised here and I don't know what the backstory is um, to be honest with you what what the truth is here other than um you know there was a change in leadership at the the house republican caucus during the time that beth first became uh, a candidate and between then and now so i mean i again i don't understand it I, I guess maybe there were different thoughts that i i'd love to know what the real backstory is and if you can find out gail would love to hear that Okay. I,
4: I sure will, and you know, Beth isn't being singled out. I became suspicious um, a year and a half ago, or maybe it wasn't quite that long ago, but I became suspicious at least a year ago. So, yes, I'll let you know, Jeff.
1: Well, look, I, you know, I know uh, the folks at Oregon Right to Life, and I know Lois very well, and um, yeah, you know, I. This is. I wonder why this is a departure from their normal practice. I, I am mystified by it. I hope you can eventually find out. Uh, from what Beth has told me, Oregon Right to Life will not tell her why, that they didn't mm-hmm. co-endorse. Uh, and, and, I, and I think, in all honesty, since she spent three hours with them, I guess, in a face-to-face interview process and answered all of their questions, that I i mean, i think they at least owe her that you know I, I you know i love oregon right to life i'm glad they're out there i stand behind them 100 percent. this disappoints me and and i i think you know they should give everybody an explanation i think that's only fair yeah but gail thank you for um for continuing the fight uh, we'll let Gail go. Um, if you're really fast, I can take another phone call before we bring on Beth Jones. 503-589-1220 is at Power Buick GMC Talk Line. want to remind you that freedom heating and air can make your life truly better. And I mean that because they do what? Well, they get out to your home or your business right away when you have an HVAC problem. Now, we're talking maybe next week, 70 degrees. So it's one thing to not have your heating system work, right? It's whole not another not to have your, I mean, it's a whole different thing to have your air conditioning system not to work right. If you know yours is not working right, you better call Freedom Heating and Air. Call them at 503-580-1456. They will get out there right away and they'll get it fixed for you. It's what they do best. 503-580-1456. Check out their website, freedomheatingandair.net. That's freedomheatingandair.net. Uh, I saw that uh, President Zelensky of Ukraine finished his address to joint, uh, to the really kind of a joint session of Congress. Again, it wasn't in the House chamber. It was in looked like a big theater. But at any rate, it's all finished. He asked for, from what I can see on the screen, America to help protect their skies. He's given up on the no-fly zone, which I agree I think is a bad idea. But, boy, we've got missile defense systems and a lot of other things we can do And uh, including allowing those Polish MiG-29s to be flown by Ukrainian pilots in defense of their airspace. It's 6.30. Back with Beth Jones in a moment.
0: Call Jeff now at 503 589 1220. That's 503 589 1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. It is 24
1: minutes before the topic. hour. in a moment, we're going to chat with Beth Jones for state representative running for my old seat in the Oregon legislature. I want to remind you that uh, if you have been enduring the rain, and you've got some leaks in your house, you really ought to call my friends at Fife Roofing. They can fix that for you in a lot of different ways with many different products. Roof replacement, the Roof Max, this is this soybean product that gets sprayed on your asphalt shingle roof. It extends it, it gives it new life, has a five-year warranty, by the way. Or they can just do general roof repair, roof cleaning, and gutter systems. So you know what? Don't suffer the problems with a leaking roof. Get ahead of it. The rain is not finished, friends. You know it and I know it. In fact, we got a bunch coming in the next few days. Give them a call. Pfeiffer Roofing, 503-647-4725. That's 647-4725. Visit their website at PfeifferRoofing.com. P-F-E-I-F-E-R-Roofing.com. All right, let's go to Beth Jones. Beth, good morning. How are you this fine day?
3: Good morning. I'm here. I've got my coffee.
1: <laughs> Political <laughs> coffee, to be sure. Yes, it is. Um, all right. So, folks, uh, you can check out Beth's website. It's BethJonesForOregon.com. It's all one word, BethJonesForOregon.com. So, you know, the, Beth, the question I always ask every candidate who comes on this show is, why are you running for office?
3: I am running because the legislature needs me, my community needs me, I have the skills, I have the knowledge, and I'm um, I'm not willing to back down without a fight. I'm As you said very eloquently, I am an Army wife. My husband's been active duty National Guard for 13 years. I'm a mom. We have a 14-year-old and a 16-year-old, and I am an attorney. I put myself through law school in my 40s to learn how to fight for our Constitution. I recognize that we did not have enough conservative legal minds in this state, and I decided to get into the fight. Uh, Before law school, I was the founder and director of a nonprofit ministry for women and children in poverty, because when I say pro-life, I mean pro-life before and after birth, and I think it's really important um, when we're fighting for pro-life causes that we're also stepping up and helping the children in our community who need that support as a church and as an individual, that's something near and dear to my heart.
1: So this is something you've lived in your, your personal, um, life in addition to your legal life.
3: Yes. Yes.
1: So how do you fight for the constitution?
3: Well, um, First of all, I learn not just, <laughs> I've read it, I had no idea how it was interpreted in courts. And that is how I really learned to fight, is not just by reading it um, and, and getting that knowledge of it. What, I, what it looks like it says is not what the court says it says. Learning how to fight for it in the courts. I represent law enforcement officers, corrections officers throughout the state of Oregon generally in federal court generally in civil rights claims and litigating our civil rights over and over and over is what is teaching me how to fight for our constitutional rights i've um, been in the ninth circuit five times and i'm five and oh i've argued the first amendment second amendment fourth amendment fifth amendment sixth amendment eighth amendment uh 14th amendment so i have that experience i have an eye for it and i love it i am I love our Constitution.
1: And your, your, um, your website talks about that you are pro-Second Amendment. What, what does that mean?
3: What I see the frustration being with the – I point that one out in particular because it is a hot-button issue in a Republican primary. Because the frustration that I hear on the ground is that our constitutional rights, including our Second Amendment rights, are being chipped away at in exchange for funding for other projects. And what I mean is I am not going to trade our constitutional rights for funding. That's what got us to this position, and I'm not willing to do it. And if the constituents want me to stay in that position with that mindset and those principles, great, but I'm going to need their support if that's the direction we have to go on something in particular.
1: Well, all right, so so what you're referring to, I I mean, I think it sounds to me like you're referring to Um, A line in the sand that would cause you to walk out of the legislature and shut it down.
3: I believe there is a time to use that tool, especially being in the super minority. Um, And I think to use that tool, legislators really need to know that they are backed by their constituents.
1: So you've been out uh, talking with people. You go to meetings and, you know, standard campaign things. What are you hearing? What what? What are people's big concerns as you're just talking to folks out there?
3: Well, the biggest concerns that I hear are also the biggest concerns that I have felt the last couple of years, and that is where are our liberty interests going? What is happening to our Constitution? What is happening in our schools? Where is public safety? Why is homelessness everywhere and seems to be celebrated? Why is drug use celebrated? Why is 20% of our state addicted to drugs and or alcohol the highest in the nation uh are our elections secure this is what i hear
1: well that's a pretty big list i mean it it is not um you know in, in a, for republican voters i i think that is clearly uh a lot of the things that many of us who are conservatives have felt here mm-hmm. given the last couple of years so let so me ask, ask you this then so th- this is a newly redrawn district, goes up the canyon, but it also goes into uh, the east side of, of Salem. So how are you going to take your conservative message, even though it's a heavily Republican district? How are you going to reach across to to Democrats who are right now there's a there's a whole section of Democrats that are really unhappy with the crazy leftist direction of their party and you've got all of these unaffiliated voters who really kind of don't like either party how are you going to reach out to them with these very conservative positions you've taken well i don't
3: see them as very conservative positions first of all i see them as um this is a groundswell, not of just republicans not of just conservatives people across the political spectrum are fed up with our education system with a lack of public safety um i don't see them as conservative issues i see them as no-brainers and if we have well thought thought out principled policies there's agreements that we can come to within this
1: we're talking with beth jones check out her website bethjonesfororegon.com Beth Jones for Oregon.com. That's all one word. Beth Jones for All right. So politics now uh, <laughs> comes into play. Let, let, oh. Let's assume, uh, Beth, you get elected and, and you're going to be serving in a House caucus. I don't know if you'll be in a supermajority or if you'll be in maybe even a, a tie again. I mean, we had that happen in 2010. Uh, the House. Republicans picked up six seats. Nobody really thought that was possible. I think it is possible now to do that again, because I think the situations that would create that are even greater and more pronounced than they were back in 2010. So so let's just say that you are in not the, not the majority, but maybe the very small minority. When it comes to standing up for principle and voting in certain ways, even if your leadership or conservative groups that maybe help your campaign win, if they come to you and they ask you to vote against your principles and your conscience, you believe me, it will happen. How will you, how, how will you vote?
3: Um, first, I wanna address, yes, there is a red wave. And the reason there's a red wave coming is because the issues that we just talked about are not just conservative issues. They are issues across the board. Uh, second when it comes to my principles I serve God not man and I know who I am and I know whose I am so I there there are certain hills that I am willing to die on and there are a lot that I am NOT willing to die on so I'm open to I'm open to talking with people and seeing things from a different point of view uh, but there are certain principles that I won't budge I don't care who it is I'm not there to serve the caucus
1: well, and you're not there to serve your donors, you're there no. to serve everyone with with good policy that's based on your principles and but I'll tell you you will be if you're elected, you will face that very thing and and you will have it and believe me <laughs> Beth, I can tell you uh you will be polled and you will be tempted and all these great arguments, and you just have to hold. Firm, and, and there are ways of doing that, even with groups that support you, um, you, you know, you have those honest conversations with them. But I, you said something I think is so important, and I'll give you the the last word. You said that you will be open to having conversations with people. And I will tell you, the teachers union spent a lot of money against me, was never in my corner, but I always allowed their lobbyists to come and meet with me and make their best pitch to me about whatever issue uh, was, was important to them. I think you have to do that because I think that's fulfilling your oath of office and that's to serve everyone, including the people that didn't support you.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I agree. And uh, one other thing about listening, <clears throat> if you listen to people at different points of view, it also helps you um sharpen your own arguments. That's what I do as an attorney. So, I will well said. To sharpen my arguments.
1: Beth Jones folks, it's Beth Jones for Oregon.com. Thanks Beth. Godspeed out there and talk to you again. Thank you. Beth Jones for Oregon. Back in a moment folks. It's 6:48. Your phone calls are welcome.
0: Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of political coffee with Jeff Krupp.
1: We are back, friends. Great to have you with us. Ten minutes till the top of the hour. 503-589-1220 is that Power Buick GMC talk line I will do my best to get you on the air. And in just a moment, we're going to go to schools, by the way, or to the phones, schools. <laughs> That's what I get for looking at an email before I say that. Anyway, uh, if you do want to send an email, I'll try my very best to uh, read it on the air before the end of the show. So you better do it now. And that is Jeff at a.m. or Jeff at KSLM. Dot news I want to remind you that if you are looking for pain relief, you should try products that I use for CBD, all natural, doesn't get you high, and I buy only products from a company that I know and trust, and that is ProBioscience. They're based in Salem, and they only use Oregon-grown CBD, which is, and I can tell you, as a former hemp farmer that grew CBD, Oregon's standards are the toughest in the country that means you get the highest quality product there is you're not getting cheap chinese isolate it comes in with all kinds of stuff in it you get the real deal go to their website pro then the dash mark bioscience.com it's pro dash bioscience.com and if you buy any of their great products including some great products for your pets during the month of march you get 15 percent off If you use the discount code SPRING, the word SPRING, pro-bioscience.com. Let's go to Art. Art, good morning. How are you, brother? Good morning, Jeff. I'm fine.
5: Hope you're doing well. Um, What we need here in Oregon, especially in the House and Senate, are people who use critical thinking, know the law, and fight for our rights under the Constitution, and and of course, uh, that is very important. I like to listen to this young lady because she is a practicing, I mean, she does have a law degree, just like Kevin Mannix, um, which uh, I was really surprised that someone would uh, compare him uh, to somebody that isn't even (laughs) uh, or hasn't done what Kevin has done for the state of Oregon. So, you know, Jeff, uh, we need people in the House and Senate that will challenge what's going on down there at the Capitol uh, because a lot of times they say, oh no, this is completely legal, and it really isn't. And uh, it's very, very important. So I was impressed with, Beth I think her name was, but uh, yes, we Beth. need critical thinkers, people who know. Uh, two people that come to mind is Dennis Richardson, and how well he served us when he was in the house. Um, and even Bruce Hanna. I mean, those individuals challenge the Democrats at every turn, and that's what we need. We don't need individuals who won't stand up and protect our lives and and our rights and cow down to the lobbyists who actually... Have more control of the capital than the actual people of Oregon do.
1: Yeah, I mean, I got to tell you, uh, that last point you made is is profoundly true, and it is uh, it is one of the parts of politics that is so hard uh, to navigate. And and I'll explain why. Art, thank thanks for your your call. I appreciate. It. I'm going I'm to let you go. I'll explain why, folks. God bless, Jeff. Yeah, God bless you too. I mean, here here's the reality: if you if you get into a leadership position, you have relationships with groups, uh, whether you're on the left or the right, that are generally aligned with you politically and your political philosophy. On the right, it would be, you know, farmers, ranchers, constitutionalists, loggers, uh, generally business people not always, but generally business people. And they typically give you money. They give the caucus money to help first time candidates, okay, generally speaking, or defend candidates that are under attack, uh, both in the primary or the general election. That's what caucuses do. So if you're in leadership, again, whether you're from the right or from the, if you're on the left, you're going to be listening to and talking with the the public employee unions the trial lawyers you know big environmental you know people like that the key is that you have to they they basically are going to tell you here's our agenda this is what we need done and now if you're a republican it could be a particular industry that I will not name for the moment that had legislation in front of this legislative session that just ended. And some of the back channel conversations that I'm sure are still being had, that I know were had when I served, is very simply this. Look, you're in leadership. You need money for your caucus. We generally give you a lot of money as a, as a an association, as an industry group, but if you walk out Now, for any reason, and you deny us this piece of legislation that we desperately need, we're not gonna give you money. You're on your own as a caucus. Now, if you don't think those conversations don't happen, you're not living in the real world because that's how politics works, folks. So when you go into leadership, you may be forced with those decisions. And you have to very, and there is a way to very carefully navigate that. What you have to do is you have to negotiate from a position of strength with, not just with your opponents, not just as we're seeing play out here right now with Biden showing incredible weakness to the world, especially Putin. But rather, you have to negotiate with your very supporting organizations from a position of strength. And what you say to them when they make that comment to you, you say, you know what? You just threatened me. So here's the deal. We're gonna do whatever we need to do for the public, for the voters. And if that means your stuff doesn't get passed, It means it doesn't get passed. Oh, and by the way, you need our votes more than we need your money because right now the political tide is going our way. Now that's negotiating from a position of strength. Now what you do then, once you've established, each side has established their positions, then what you do is this. You say, look, I don't want to have an adversarial relationship with you and most of the time... We do the things that are important for your industry, the ideas that you bring to us. And we'll continue to do that. But if you want us to do something that violates our other principles and hurts our constituents, we're not doing that. We'll be with you most of the time, but we're not going to do this particular issue. That's how you negotiate with India. It works because I've seen it. See you tomorrow, friends. Dr. John C. running for the 5th District of Congress. running the dead.